One brotherhood, one ship. Stay bearded, stay feeling. One brotherhood, one ship. Stay bearded, stay feeling. It's baby. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Heart of a Villain, the podcast devoted to the bearded villains' worldwide brotherhood and the lives they are changing all over the world. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If this is your first time finding the podcast, welcome, and thank you for listening to the best podcast out there. In case you didn't know, I also have a YouTube channel that is a partner to this podcast. Go to YouTube and search for The Heart of a Villain. Or just go directly there at youtube.com backslash C backslash the heart of a villain. Thanks again to everyone who's been a part of the Instagram live that I've titled Live for No Good Reason still. It's been a fun week since I was able to do Instagram live one day and then follow that up the next day with a successful live stream over on the YouTube channel. I think, I think I have gotten all the kinks worked out for the live stream. So I'm full go now on the live stream for the YouTube channel and looking forward to some really fun things to do. For the next few weeks, I plan on doing a live for no good reason on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I'll follow that up with a live stream some other time during the week, maybe the next day, or we'll, we'll see. But I'll be sure to keep everybody posted on that through the Instagram page. So again, make sure you get out there and like and subscribe the YouTube channel so you're up to date on all the information and postings I have. Some of the video content on the channel will be made up by me from events that I attend, but I also envision some of it will be photos and videos submitted by brothers from around the world. So reach out to me and submit stuff to me as often as you can. My guest this episode is Ben, the captain of Bearded Villains OSE, Ontario Southeast. Those Canadian Wolfpack brothers have just celebrated a two-year anniversary and have already partnered with some incredible organizations and are changing lives. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Ben. But first, I need to take a quick pause and ask for some help from all of you. As you know, with this podcast, I try to further the mission and charity works of our BV brothers from around the world. Now, with a new partner channel on YouTube, I am going to be afforded the opportunity to do some really unique and fun content. One type of content I would like to do is to put out video interviews with brothers who either own or run a company of some sort. If you are an entrepreneurial brother and have products or services or whatever that I can help out with, I want to help you tell the world about them. My plan is to be able to come out with 10 to 15 minute interviews talking about beard care products, combs, whatever it is that you're selling or whatever nonprofit or organization you've started or whatever. If you have samples, you can send them to me in advance. If you sell a product, great. Then I can talk intelligently about it somewhat, somewhat, with you as we talk during the interview. In any event, if you are a brother who has a company, a product, or something like that, please reach out to me and I'll make sure I get you on the list to include you for these weekly interviews. Now let's get to my interview with Ben from the Bearded Villains OSE and find out what's going on up north. I'm speaking with the captain 
He's a villain, a member, a loyal. He's the captain of the Bearded Villains OSE. That's the Canadian Wolf Pack. Ben Darling. He goes by Ben underscore Darling underscore Beard on IG. Ben, how are you doing today? Doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing really well. I appreciate you finding some time to fit in for me here. Um, you guys, you guys are a relatively new chapter in the scope of all of the chapters up in Canada, but um, I'm really glad that I was able to reach out and have you be my first Canadian chapter on the podcast. Well, I, t- I talked to all the guys this afternoon, and they were very excited for that opportunity. So, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Now, you have been in for a little bit. Can you tell me just from the start, how you became a member of Bearded Villains and how it led you to where you are now, a captain of a, a relatively new chapter in regards to um, the Canadian? Absolutely. So when I originally found it, I was at the gym and the local chapter was doing a photo shoot for Beards. And the guy that owned the gym just kind of brought it up as a joke and said, yeah, haha, you should go do it. Kind of thought, yeah, why not? Uh, I have a beard. I might, well, I might as well fit in. So went down, did it, met a bunch of the guys. They pitched to me a few of the charity things they had coming up in the very near future. It sounded like a really good opportunity. I was kind of looking for a chance to meet up with some new people. So I started working with them. And then I think it was about five months after that, that they told me they were going to submit me for my patch. And about a month after that, I was patched in and started moving. Uh, the chapter did some charity things for a while and then sat stagnant for a little bit. We shuffled through some older members who were inactive, brought in some fresh blood. Chapter kind of decided that it was time for new leadership with the whole new team. So they called a vote and myself and one other member got voted in and that's how we ended up where we are now. Wow. Pretty, pretty straightforward there. Uh, now, you you said uh, when you when you first started out, now you said that uh, the ch- your chapter OSE is is a relatively new chapter in regards to Canada. Uh, how how many years have you guys been around now? We just celebrated our two year anniversary. Okay, okay. So you've actually now when you brought when brought, when you were brought in, were you brought in as uh, a villain within OSE, or was it a different chapter? And then you created this chapter. So it was originally Bearded Villains Ottawa. Okay. And OS and OSE didn't exist yet. And then it was a short while after that that we decided to bring in new leadership, split the two chapters up. Okay. Because with OSE, we're already, you know, four hours wide. If you include Ottawa, you're attacking on another two, two and a bit hours to that. So it made sense to chop it up, make it a lot easier for the guys to get together. Okay. That, well, yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's the natural growth that causes a lot of chapters to end up splitting. It's not a animosity thing. It's just a convenience thing. It doesn't make sense for guys to have to travel six hours just to get to an event when they can, if there's a big group of them, they can have another chapter that's a little closer to themselves. So now you, oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. With, with you being in Ontario, uh, I know we discussed this a little bit off the air within Ontario, and we're, we're going to break this up into a larger discussion in a second, but in, within Ontario, you said there's five different chapters there alone, right? There's five chapters within Ontario, yeah. There's there's one up north in northwest Ontario, then us. We got Ontario Southwest, and then Toronto and Ottawa. Okay. All right. Wow. So, and that and that's those are just five of the total. You have 14 up there right now in Canada right now, huh? That's correct, yeah. Okay. And so just for the listeners that aren't aware, because I'm sure there are some, especially here in the States, that are not aware. I know you've made a list for me. 
Um, <laughs> what can you name off? Uh, I know you've already hit the ones in Ontario. You can rename those if you want to, but just so everybody can pay attention and, and uh, list off which ones that are, that are up there. Yeah, so the other ones we've got, we've got the Bearded Villains of British Columbia and then Okanagan and Van City, which are all out BC based. And then we've got Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Alberta, and then Montreal and the Maritimes chapter. Okay. Now, I this is my my uh, lack of geography knowledge here for Canada too. Uh, I know there's a bunch of provinces out there. Are there are there some gaping holes within Canada where there's no chapters? There used to be. It used to be kind of British Columbia, and then there wasn't any for an extended period of time. And two or three of those provinces just didn't have enough numbers, so it was one chapter with hours upon hours of travel time. And within the last year to two years, they've started finally getting ones into each chapter with enough guys to be able to divide it up and keep it going. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah, that's great. That's, it's really cool to hear that, see the growth. Uh, if you are not familiar, uh, those of you who are listening, make sure you get out and check out the names of each one of these chapters. Make sure you like these chapters uh, and make sure you do yourself a service of checking out what these guys' chapter patches look like because our Canadian brothers have some of the coolest chapter patches, uh, I think, in all of BV. If you start looking at some of them, they're uh, some of them are very intricate. Some of them are just very unique, and they have some really cool patches. And there was, uh, you said there's one, uh, there's one logo that was created. I know I saw it that actually had a circular logo of all the patches of all the chapters. And that you said that's going to be made into a shirt. You think? I think so. If you if you follow on Instagram, there's a page that they've made now called Canadian Villains. Oh, okay. And on there, and on there, they've released that logo, and that's where they did the original Canadian Villains chapter sale. Sorry, patch sale. And then I believe that's where they're going to be releasing the T-shirts when that time comes. Okay. So Instagram search for Canadian Villains, and uh, absolutely, I'll have to get out there and look at it after I get a film with you here. Uh, make sure I make sure I'm in the know on that as well, for sure, because that's it's a really cool logo. And like you said, if I mean, if, as a logo as a whole, and it would be a really cool shirt if, it, if in fact, that comes to fruition. So that's one I definitely want to pick up. Now, as we talk about your chapter specifically, when, when is your two year anniversary? Just so I make sure I don't forget it. Uh, we, ju- we just had it. It was oh, on okay. February 10th. February 10th. Oh, so you've just now had it. OK, yeah, awesome. it, was, it was the same weekend as the, the polar plunge. Oh, good timing. Good timing. It, it worked. It worked out incredibly well. Yeah. So now I'll say this. I'll say this as I laugh because it's a, it's kind of a no brainer, but a polar plunge in Canada is probably a whole lot different than a polar plunge <laughs> in a lot of these places, especially here in this, in the States that are doing them right now. <laughs> you've, you've just done a polar plunge. Tell me about that polar plunge and, and where it was and, and what that was like uh, doing it up North there. So we jumped straight into Lake Ontario. This year was not too bad. Sorry, I'm going to have to use our temperatures, but it was about, this year wasn't bad. It was about zero degrees. Last year was about minus 30. So it was a whole lot worse. Now that's air temperature, right? Yeah. I I have, I don't want to know what the water was. (laughs) There was, but I can tell suffice you, to say, there was probably ice in the water. They couldn't even chip out the hole for us to jump in. It was just one little tiny spot you got to pencil dive into, and that was it. Oh wow, that was last year. That was last year, yeah. Man, so you were standing on ice, then you just jumped in and then jumped back out. 
So the the plat the platform you jump off of is actually about five feet off the water, so they make sure when you hit it, you go a good depth. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you don't you don't get to just touch the water and come back out. You're you're in there for you know a good few seconds. Okay, well, hopefully the hole's big enough that you're not going to pop back up onto the the ice then. <laughs> they thankfully have it surrounded. I think they had a team of about twelve rescue divers just to make sure you couldn't go too far. Good, because you very easily could if they didn't have you supervised. Yeah, that's my my biggest uh, I think phobia about being about dipping into ice uh, is the fact that if the hole's not big enough, and I'm a pretty big guy. <laughs> and I'm and, and I'm rather buoyant, so it would take a lot for me to go all the way under and uh, and then not come back up until I plunge uh, plunge back up against the ice. So that would be a, a definite concern. Now I've I've only done the one polar plunge we did two years ago, and um, it was actually into a natural body of water as well, a big lake, and uh, it was super duper cold. But we had no, it was it wasn't cold enough that there was any standing ice or anything in there. So um, I can't even imagine. Did you, was there ice there for you guys this year too? This year there was kind of a thin layer, but you you wouldn't have been able to even walk on it. You would have gone through, so a whole lot better than the past two years. But that also goes to the fact. I mean, that tells you what the what you know what what the water temperature is like. If in fact there is ice on the water, that's that's a little different than I think. I I, I mean, granted, I, maybe this is just me talking out of turn, but I think that when you do a polar plunge into a self man made created, basically a pool. Even if you have, you know, big pieces of ice that they throw in there, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not different, but it just seems like the easy way out. <laughs> I've I've never done any of those ones, so I really can't say. Yeah, for I just sure. I, mean, I, mean, I have I can't either. Respect but... for anybody that does any, but I can say jumping yeah. into Lake Ontario, just looking at it, is enough to make you shiver. <laughs> yeah, I I just I just have this image that it's a, just a different different thing up there altogether when you're. I mean, I know how cold it can be up in Canada and different spots, but I can't even imagine a polar plunge up there. What that's so I, but I'm sure there's some scientist out there would tell you that at, at a certain temperature, your body may not notice the difference between this this water temperature and this. You just know it is, damn, that's freezing cold. So, <laughs> well, that's what everybody said this year. Yes, it was warmer, but it's still freezing. So at yeah. some point, it's it's ice water, no matter what. Yeah, and at some point, you have to get out of the water and. Now you're back in the air temperature that's cold anyway, plus you've just got that cold water on you and the icicles start to form where they probably shouldn't. And <laughs> Yeah, they, they made it nice this year, at least when you got out. One of the local businesses actually sponsored it with hot tubs. No so you were way. able to get out of the lake and jump right into a hot tub if you wanted. Oh, that's a great idea. Well, of course, that there's probably some shock value there too, but... I, I, I personally didn't because I watched some of the guys get straight out, jump straight in, and they did not look good no no i can't imagine that that's a that's a great thing for your body temperature but because they always no. say that you want to raise that temperature slowly anyway so wow okay so you've also you did your polar plunge and that kind of coincided with your two-year anniversary but you said you've also yep. done a you did a patch drive not too long back uh, with some brothers from the states too we did yeah we we released a patch called brothers without borders and we did it in conjunction with a couple of guys down in coastal Georgia. And we oh, did wow. it to raise money for histio awareness because one of the guys down there suffers with that. And unfortunately, that disease gets absolutely no funding from the government. So we decided to do a patch run. We raised about $550, I believe, that was donated directly to the histio awareness. After we were all said and done, what I did, because the brother that deals with is very near and dear to me, 
So I, I organized and ordered the patches out of my pocket so that we could donate the maximum amount possible to be able oh. to help people that are suffering from this disease. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's very generous. I know that's not always an easy thing to do. And it's, uh, uh, I know when you think about when you're doing that, something for somebody that you truly care about, it's cost isn't so much an issue, but I do know that, the uh, for doing the patches for the podcast, it's not always an easy thing to do back and forth, setting those things up. So, uh, congrats to you and thank you very much for doing that for him. That's, that's awesome. Absolutely. It was one of those things, you know, we talked about it a little bit and I kind of went, okay, I'd like to help. And then I went down, I went down to Georgia last year and spent a week with him and really got to know him and realized just how much it was affecting his life, but also just how much, you know, he means to his family, how much BV means to him. So I really wanted to make sure he knew that the brothers had his back and there was no question of support there. Awesome. Oh, that's, I love, that's one of those things I I love about BV is that we've got such a huge uh, brotherhood all over the world and no matter where you go, but it, it makes guys want to go places that they normally may not go um, just by the connections that we make online. And then uh, the events that we have, they're all over the world. Uh, it's, it's crazy to think of, you know, all the different brothers that you can meet and the connections that you can make. And the, these guys are, you know, they're brothers for life. And uh, it's, it's just a cool thing to see. So uh, I'm, Happy to hear that you, you, you were able to do that. Well, it's just what you were saying. Like I know I've I've done a good I've done four or five trips with BV now to other areas, and every time I go places, most of the time some brother reaches out and either, you know, gives you a place to stay or helps you find the cheapest place. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody there to make sure wherever you're going, your visit is is as successful as possible. Yeah, I've I've received three or four invitations from guys in Sweden or um, over in the UK telling me, oh, I got I got we got three or four guys that are willing to put you up, and I'm just like, well, that's not the issue. It's the <laughs> it's the money to get there. <laughs> if we no, it's the money. It's the money when you are there, since well, their dollar is so strong. Oh, well, that too. Well, you see, there you go. You've traveled enough that you know, you recognize that. That's something that would be a shock to me because I'd get there and be like, oh. You mean this won't buy this? Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I, see, it's not as I bad for you because your dollar is also really strong compared to ours. When I went over to Scotland, we were sitting at, I believe, fifty-three cents on the dollar compared to theirs. Oh wow, that's that's rough. Yeah. So you're talking everything. So I went, everything so I went over and nobody buy. could understand why I wasn't drinking more beer. I was like, no, this is a ten-dollar beer to you. This is like a nineteen-dollar beer to me. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they have ten-dollar beers. Their their beers at when we were in Edinburgh, the average prices when you went to bars were you know, nine and ten pounds for a beer. Wow, just for like a six, just for a pint. Which, in fairness, is about what you pay when you go out here too. Wow, for and that's just I mean, do they do they go like twelve ounces or do they do it with a pint there? That's for a pint. Okay. Wow, and I'm so used and see people here in the states complain about. You know, I've got, I'm going to get a pint, and it's like four bucks. Oh, I wish that's cheap night here. <laughs> it's very cheap, and that's not even a cheap, cheap beer. That's just a kind of a borderline average beer. But yeah, the if you're into the IPA scene or anything like that, or a, I mean, even a, even a Guinness would probably only run you five, six bucks tops in the states. I would guess, even at a nice place. But um, yeah, I would. I'm, I'm definitely looking for a shock. And then when I go over there, I'm going to have to. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to save up or bring a special card or something because that's that's kind of disturbing to hear. So I can only imagine, especially when I want to tr- start drinking some of the hard stuff over there. <laughs> Surprisingly, the hard stuff is at least cheaper. Oh, is it? Oh, well, that's even stranger. Yep. Okay. Or or you buy it when you're out. Like I was really surprised when I went to, you know, some of the stores and stuff and could get a bottle of scotch, obviously scotch in Scotland, but well, yeah. for less than half the price of what I pay here for it. Oh, geez. For the, I mean, is it because of the, the fact you just in general, or is it because it's sold there because it's made there type of thing? Even in general, even rums and things were a fair bit cheaper there than here. Jeez. So in it was their, their, their bar prices were comparable to ours, but they're like going to the store and buying at prices were quite a bit less. <laughs> you are teaching me a thing or two about international travel. I'd, <laughs> I appreciate this. I'm going to have to start making some notes here and start to asking around to the guys that have made the international voyages to the different chapters. Cause that's on my list for sure. Uh, especially now with the podcast, I want to get an, and do all sorts of, uh, live broadcast from some of these bigger events that are going on all over the world. And um, yeah, it's just a timing thing and financials, obviously. I'm, well, I'll definitely have to let you know I'm going to be in Ireland in April. So. Oh, now see, way to make me jealous. <laughs> it's one of the, one of the Irish chapter guys weddings. So I'm going over for 10 days and spending it with them. How cool is that? We make sure you say, make sure you post the heck out of Instagram and every place else, because I want to see some photos. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. I believe that the first day there, we're hiking to the top of a mountain. So they're going to try and kill me, but there's going to be lots of good pictures. <laughs> There'll be some good pictures of them attempting to kill you. So <laughs> they won't be able to deny it. Yeah, sure. If my pictures look like they're of the sky, it's because I'm laying on the ground half dead, but it's still a good picture. <laughs> okay. Well, then just flip the camera around so we can see the before and after. We can see the beautiful view. <laughs> And then we could see your face as it's bloodied and <laughs> sweat stained and everything else. As you <laughs> just this is before I passed out. <laughs> this is when they woke me up. So yeah, that that would be well. well at least well. they'll they'll wake me up with a Guinness in hand. So at least there's that. Hey, there's even better. That's the best way to wake up from a situation like that for sure. Man, uh, so tell me what's what's in store for you guys here coming up in 2020. Now I know you're you're in the planning stages of your year, so. Um, can you talk a little bit about what kinds of things you're looking into? Absolutely. So a couple of the things we have coming up is we do a lot of work with a local group called New Leaf Link. And what they are is a not-for-profit group that does, does programs for adults with mental disabilities that are no longer able to be in the school system. Oh, and, and what they do is they offer a lot of like karate classes, dance classes, things like that for these people. But because they are 100% not-for-profit, most of what they get is through donations and everything else. So we did, we've done four events with them so far that were all dances that they did a lot of the organizing, but we helped with the catering. We went out and helped run it and, and run, their, run their fundraising. And so far in the last two years, we've raised about $20,000 with them. Oh, geez. We've got what, one big event coming up for St. Patrick's Day. The fundraising goal for that is six grand. And then we're going to do another Halloween one as well. Wow. Is this all for the same organization? All for the same organization, yeah. Oh, wow. That, that one's a big one for me because my, my brother is in that program and my mom is part of the planning committee. Okay. So that one really hits, cool. hits home for me. So I always put in a little extra... Yeah. For that one. And then the other big one we work with is the Canadian Mental Health Association. All right. 
we do a paintball tournament for them. We've ran it the last two years. So far in two years, we've raised just shy of $4,000 for them. Man. And paintball, and too. How awesome. It, yeah. With the first year, we had about 50 players. Last year, I believe we were at about 30. And then we take everybody out like for a, for a dinner and stuff after. We think, I think we had, the first year, we had three chapters come. I think last year, we had two. And then the huge sponsor for that is the Villanettes. They really go out of their way to both attend that event, donate prizes, and donate money to help out with that event. Oh, very cool. So very I, cool. we're going to try and plan that one this year, but we're going to try and upsize it and put it at uh, PRZ Paintball, which is one of the one of the big fields in Ontario. It used to be a mental asylum. So they've got, so it kind of keys in with the whole mental health association, gives it a bit of a cool twist, as well as they've, it's a field that has you know, staircases and abandoned warehouses and things. So it really yeah. lets you ramp up the game a little bit. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That much more urban environment type of a situation. That's very cool. So this, this organization is called what? So that one, the paintball one is for the Canadian Mental Health Association. Okay, okay. And then, and then the other events is for a program called New Leaf Link. New Leaf Link, okay. It's very cool that, I mean, it's, I think it's a really interesting take on working with those, you said that's for, for individuals with um, developmental disabilities? Yeah. Okay. It's such a neat, uh, there's so many out there that do different things, but uh, that, I, I think that's very unique because it specifically sounds like it works toward helping out with self-esteem and doing activities that are really built toward um, a lot of, a lot of, you know, taking part in things and not just, hey, we want to care for you, but we want you to thrive. So that's, it it, that's it does, cool and thing. students that are able, they actually a couple times a year put the students even in like a comfortable work placement type of thing, so they can mm -hmm. actually you know feel like they're contributing, like they're really being a part of society, you know, really like they aren't anything different. They're just like everybody else. That's great. I love that. I love that. I've Special Olympics here, and I know in the states uh, we've got. Um, I'm. I'm very uh, keen on as well. Um, I have having two um, special needs kids myself. I, I'm well, well endeared to the, to the drive with that. So um, anytime I hear somebody else doing something like that, and another organization, I, my ears perk up and um, it really, really hits home for me as well. So kudos to you for you guys for being such an active, active part with those guys. Thank you. And yeah, special Olympics, like you said too, is a big one where, and we're very thankful for the polar plunge for that. When we go, we take our chapter flags. And I think this year, six or seven of the Special Olympics athletes came over and took pictures with our chapter flags just to, oh, you know, we've, we've had no problem handing it over, letting them you know, know we have, know they have our support, know we have their back. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. So I know uh, earlier in the, um, in the podcast here, when we were just talking a few minutes ago, you mentioned the Villanettes. Uh, and a correlation and a, and a nice working relationship you have with them. Sounds like you guys uh, work really well together up there. Can you go into a little detail and talk a little bit about how you work really well with the Villanettes and what, what your relationship is there? Absolutely. So I, when I first met the Villanettes, it was through a charity auction room that I run online. And the Villanettes were brought into that on a test basis at first because it was all men. And very quickly, I realized these women were serious about charity. They weren't just you know, faces on an Instagram page. They were 
into it. They really wanted to take part. So I started reaching out to them and chatting with their founder and their ambassador and sort of getting a feel for what they are. And next thing I knew, they were talking to me about sponsoring our fundraisers up here, about getting me to go down and meet with them and sit down. I went and sat down and had a face-to-face -face chat with Zara, their ambassador, and we you know, pitched ideas back and forth. We talked about how there's there may have been some bad blood with certain groups in the past, but that they're doing everything in their power to work past that. They're doing everything in their power to show, you know, they're not just faces. They're not just women's trying to stand around. They're doing these great things alongside us, and they're really showing a lot of support. I think that's I think that's really important to hear for for someone um, in your in your position to actually hear for for people to hear that um, that you know that there are villainettes out there that are really really trying hard to to make a difference and and to change lives as well and that they are their own entity entity but uh, they are also uh, very willing in many cases to partner up with villain chapters and strive towards the same common goal so I I'm really grateful to hear you say that and. Uh, talk about your experience there a little bit about that. So that's great to hear. I think that's honestly, I think that's what most of them want is in a lot of areas, they may not reach out due to their thoughts about either the past or what somebody thinks. But I think for the most part, they're looking and waiting for chapters to reach out for people to say, we want to bond these bridges. We want to work together. Let's prove that we are all one joint family working towards a greater good. Yeah, that's really important that it's a lot of times I think that's that's to the fault of to us, maybe as men or uh, as the group itself, we, we may not reach out like we should. Uh, and we need to make sure that in the case of that, we at least need to give um, just like we would another organization that wants to help us. We need to give them as the same opportunities uh, to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, it's in many cases, it's not a situation where they're wanting to be anything other than what they are. And, um, that's just, you know, a group of women that are wanting to help out. So that's, that's really, like I said, that's great for for, to hear and to hear that, uh, you did the, your, your due diligence and research to make them, to, to make it right and to, uh, to bring them in the way you had. So thank you and congratulations on, on doing that. And it sounds like a really great partnership you've established. I, I like to believe it is, it's, it's coming a long way. I've been, I've had the wonderful opportunity to meet with villainettes both over in Europe and in the States and in Canada. And I'm yet to have a bad experience with any of them. They're all very welcoming, just trying to, as you said, be what they are, be another great group and just, you know, all work together. Yeah. That's well said. Awesome. That's great to hear. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Are you planning on coming down to the States for any of the, the big meets that are coming on here, like the world meet or anything here? I've I've got my tickets in my hotel booked for World Meet, and then I'm hoping to be able to hit ECM in Maryland this year. Okay. But I've got I've got a trip to Connecticut, Ireland, and Chicago booked, and then Maryland is fingers crossed if my budget will allow me. Gotcha. Yeah i i have uh, I have a list in my on my computer of the ones so far that I'm I'm planning on going to, and I think it's four or five deep, and I planned on adding. Uh, East Coast meet because I really thought that would be a really fun event, especially now uh, jumping over into Baltimore this year. But uh, I just found out it was actually the weekend I was going to confirm the details with the wife and make sure it was okay if I went. And then, you know, anybody that has a uh, 
an iPhone or probably even any smartphone that has that has a shared calendar, um, that that same evening I was going to have that discussion with her. A, a thing popped up on my shared calendar that said wedding on that Saturday, and I was like, oh. So, Maybe not. So I guess I won't even ask. <laughs> so there's, that's, that's there's probably a, a smart move. There's a wedding. It's it, yeah. There's a wedding that I'm going to be required to attend, and so if she's if she's making me give up uh, my Billy Joel tickets that I got uh, last year for this uh, this upcoming year with at Notre Dame Stadium uh, for another friend of friend of the family's wedding, I'm sure I'm not getting out of this one for the East Coast meet. So. I, I would think that's probably not a valid excuse. No. <laughs> All right. You're well, gonna be you're gonna be in Chicago though. I am gonna be at the World Meet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. It's, I look it's forward a, to meeting you there. Absolutely. Yeah. Finally. It's uh, yeah. It's a very short drive for me. I I could actually make it a daily drive. And uh, <laughs> but not, not us. No, not you. Um, but it, it'll be nice actually to have a close big meet like that so close and I don't have to worry about airfare. I don't have to worry about driving really far. I'm actually making the trek down to DSV this year, uh, down in San Antonio and, uh, wow. in a car, we're going to do a, do a, uh, road trip. And that's going to be like, I think it's like, I don't know, 17, 18 hours, something like that. that that's, that's definitely one that's on my bearded villains bucket list, but it won't be this year. Yeah. I can't make LSV, but I could make the DSV work uh, within the time frame. So, um, it's uh, once the wife cleared it, I said, "Okay, I'm doing it." So we're, but the, yeah, World Meet's going to be fun because, like I said, it's only about 45, 50 minutes away from the house and uh, with good traffic anyway. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I've got a rim for the weekend because I don't want to have to deal with coming home. Yeah, I think we're we're getting there the Friday afternoon and coming back, I believe, late on the Sunday. Yeah, good. Yeah, one of the uh, and hopefully they'll think ahead, and I'll make sure I let Optimus or uh, Jay know to make sure they schedule that flag shoot sometime rather than Sunday afternoon when everybody's leaving. Seems like that would that would be ideal. Yeah, seems like everybody that's kind of like the forgotten thing that everybody makes the flag shoot at the very end of the when when half the people are gone and it's not a very successful. I mean, we had if did you go to L.A. last year? No, this will be my first world meet because okay. every year. Been far Every away. year they have them, it's not somewhere I really want to travel to in August. <laughs> well, yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, world, I went to my first was in Puerto Rico, and it was surprisingly beautiful. It wasn't even super hot, um, but that was that was a fun one. And then LA was I, I, LA was on par uh, temperature wise. But what was funny was that the I couldn't make the flag shoot in Puerto Rico because we had to fly home, and then I barely made. The, I actually stayed an extra day in order to make the flag shoot and do a few other things on Sunday. But the flag shoot was only attended by, I'd say, maybe 60% of the people that were there because people had already left. So it'd be much more impressive if they can make it work on a day when everybody's there. So that's my hope. That would, that would be ideal, especially if that really lets them reflect the number of chapters that attend when everybody has their chapter flags down there and you can get them all together. Right, yeah. The East Coast at the East Coast meet this past year, we had the the flag shoot actually at the competition when everybody's there, and that made a lot of sense. So um, I, I saw those shots; those turned out really nice. Yeah, they had a guy up above, like three stories up in the hotel, and taking shots down on everybody. It was really cool, and he stayed there for a bit too because he wanted to let everybody take their own individual shots from up high and and do all that. So it was it was really neatly, really well done by those uh, those guys in Pennsylvania. So. But man, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. Um, it's only going to be a little bit now, it seems like uh, August. So, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all the the great things that you do with this uh, 
your charity works that you've got coming into this year. Um, I know you're going to do me a favor and take some pictures so I can include them um, both on, you know, here uh, on, on Instagram for yourselves, but I also want to throw some stuff out uh, on my YouTube page and, and different things showing what all of our bearded villain brothers are doing around the world. So um, absolutely. What I'll, what I'll do is just make sure to I'll add you right to my, Right. I've got a kind of a tag list going, so I'll add you to my awesome. tag list. That way I don't miss you, and then Great. you can t- pick and choose what you want from there. You bet. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Um, thanks so much for finding some time for me tonight. I appreciate it. And, um, man, I'll, I'll be, be watching and, and paying attention. And uh, thanks for being my first Canadian chapter. You, you uh, proverbial broke my Canadian cherry. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> I won't have to bleep that out. I don't think it's too bad of a. No, I'm not sure that's fine. So, uh, but I appreciate it, man. Um, have have a great night and take care of yourself and be safe. You too. Thanks for having us, and I can't wait to see what this podcast turns into. You're doing amazing things with it. Thanks again, man. I, know, I appreciate I know, it. I know most of get, most of my guys tune into every episode. Good to know. Good. I don't. I can see where people are listening, but I can't tell the the sheer numbers yet right now. So. I just know the total downloads, but it's it's oh, being wow. it's being well received so far, so that's great. Thanks again, oh, man. I'm I glad, appreciate it. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good night and stay warm up there. All right. You too. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Are you having trouble coming up with a fresh face for your new business? Does your new idea need a new distinct logo? If you have a new business or idea, but need a new way to express it, Look no further than Optimus Mendez at Chiversity Brand. His speed, creativity, and professionalism are second to none. Let Optimus work hand-in-hand with you to create your new and unique logo at Chiversity Brand. See Chiversity Brand on Instagram. Special thanks again to Ben from Bearded Villains OSE for giving me a great interview those guys are already killing it up there, and they've only been around for a couple of years, so it's really nice to see them changing so many lives so quickly. Okay, let's get to our event calendar for episode 19. Just this weekend, February 22nd, the Bearded Villains Nova is going to be taking part in a polar plunge. If there's any way you can help them and donate, please reach out to a brother at Bearded Villains Nova for further information. Also tomorrow, February 22nd, the Bearded Villains London will be participating in a polar plunge in the very cold and frozen Willen Lake. They are helping the Henry Allen Trust that provides special memories for families dealing with childhood cancer and assist them upon diagnosis. If there's a way you can help out the Bearded Villain London chapter, reach out to those guys on Instagram as well. Next weekend, February 28th and 29th, don't forget, LSV4 is happening. It's hosted by the North Texas Villains. It's at Texas Live 1650 East Randall Mill Road in Arlington, Texas. February 28th is the meet and greet at Sports and Social, and the 29th is the beard competition at PBR Bar. Don't forget, if you've got a glorious or magnificent beard, you want to be there to compete for that first place prize because it's apparently pretty amazing and also secret. That's February 28th, the 29th for LSV4. Then February 29th, the Bearded Villains Southern Indiana chapter will be taking part in a polar plunge in Petersburg, Indiana. Hit up the guys at the Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana for further information if you can help donate or you want to participate. Then the next day up in Chicago, the BVC, the Bearded Villains of Chicago will also be taking part in their own polar plunge into Lake Michigan. That's March 1st for the BVC polar plunge. If you can help donate or if you want to help participate, reach out to the boys in Chicago 
for March 1st. March 6th through the 8th is the Bearded Villains Latin American Meet in Palermo. Hit up our brothers in Argentina who are the hosts for further information. That's March 6th through the 8th for the Bearded Villains Latin American Meet in Palermo. Then March 6th through the 8th, also that same time, if you're anywhere near Nashville, you know about Nash Vegas. It's a big weekend. On the 7th is the main event, the Bearded Mustache Competition at Yeehaw Brewing Company, 423 6th Avenue in Nashville. Hit up the Bearded Villains of Tennessee for further information or just show up and get there and have fun. March 6th through the 8th. March 14th, the Bearded Villains New Mexico chapter is partnering with New Mexico Desert Kings at Back Alley Barbecue for a toy drive that benefits the UNMH Children's Hospital. It's from 12 p.m. on at 512 Martinez Lane Northeast. That's March 14th for the Bearded Villains New Mexico partnering with the New Mexico Desert Kings for a toy drive benefiting UNMH Children's Hospital. Also on March 14th, the Philadelphia Bearded Villains will be celebrating their one-year anniversary with a family-friendly celebration at Miller's Ale House. It's at 2100 South Columbus Boulevard in Philadelphia, and it's from noon to four for a family-friendly celebration of their one-year anniversary. That's the Bearded Villains of Philadelphia, March 14th. Into April we go, April 3rd through the 5th, is the Dirty South Villains Meet. That's right, DSV5, hosted by the Bearded Villains of South Texas in San Antonio. It's benefiting the Soldiers Angels Veterans Support Program. There's a chat out there. There's all sorts of information. If you want to reach out, find out more information, give those boys a shout down in South Texas. Bearded Villains South Texas for the DSV5, April 3rd through the 5th. Then April 11th, the Bearded Villains of Virginia will be participating in an MS walk in Roanoke, Virginia. Hit up any Bearded Villains of Virginia brother to help out and donate for their cause. That's for the Bearded Villains Virginia MS walk on April 11th. Then May 1st through the 3rd, 2020, we've got Gotham Beard. We've talked about it a lot here. That's the collaboration between the Bearded Villains in Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. And there are going to be people from all over the world at this huge event. It's going to be massive. May 1st through the 3rd for Gothenburg. June 5th and 6th is the Great Lakes Meet in Minnesota. The main event is at Doghouse Bar and Grill at 2029 Woodland Avenue in Maplewood, Minnesota. There's going to be a beard competition, games, food, silent auction, and a whole lot more. Contact the Bearded Villains of Minnesota for further information for the Great Lakes Meet June 5th and 6th. Then June 13th, the Bearded Villains of London will be presenting V5. That's right, the fifth anniversary of Villain Fest. It's at Gigi's Bar at Hoxton Square. They will have live bands, burlesque acts, DJs, raffles, and a whole lot more for V5, hosted by the Bearded Villains of London, June 13th. June 27th is Beards for Bucko 2, hosted by the Bearded Villains of Toronto and the Bearded Villains of of Ontario Southwest. Meet and greet is on Friday and the beard competition is on Saturday for Beards for Bucko 2, June 27th. July 31st is Manchester Beard, hosted by the Bearded Villains Northern Monkeys. It's from Friday the 31st to August 2nd on Sunday. They're going to have live bands, DJs, entertainers, retail stalls, and a whole lot more. 
That's for Manchester Beard on July 31st. Then August 7th through the 9th here in the States is the World Meet 2020, hosted by the Bearded Villains of Chicago. There's a whole bunch of information out there. There's a chat. There's a site. Hit up the Bearded Villains of Chicago for further information. You can get in on the mild sauce, the no ketchup, the deep dish, admission only. There's all sorts of different ticket prices and ticket packages. Hit up the boys in Chicago for further information on the World Meet, August 7th through the 9th. Then September 4th through the 6th, the Bearded Villains Maritimes chapter up in Canada will be celebrating their five-year anniversary with a weekend-long celebration at Fredericton, New Brunswick. In Fredericton, New Brunswick. There's more information to come on this as it comes out, as details will be finalized. But hit up the Bearded Villains Maritimes if you can help out and be there and celebrate with them for their five-year anniversary, September 4th through the 6th. Then finally, September 25th to the 27th is the East Coast Meet 2020, hosted by the Bearded Villains of Maryland. It's going to be at the Hilton Baltimore Inner Harbor. There's a meet and greet, an FHL beard competition, and a whole lot more during the weekend. That's September 25th to the 27th for the East Coast Meet in Baltimore. And that'll wrap up episode 19 of The Heart of a Villain. Please remember you can still buy shirts, patches, and pins on the podcast site, which is theheartofavillain.simplecast.com. It's a great way to support the best podcast on the air. Special thanks again to my interview guest this episode, Ben, from the Bearded Villains Ontario Southeast. Finally, guys, as always, remember, it's okay not to be okay. If you are suffering, find a brother to talk to. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. So for now, everybody, have a great weekend and enjoy the week ahead. Take care and stay safe. We're all one, no borders. Don't get it twisted like contortionists in close quarters. That crew has more heads than peeps cleaning up on borders. When Blood Jelly and I, we come together, transformers. So when we meet up, can't shake, bruise, and salute. Every brother.